Chapter 4 puts the parts of ourselves into three categories, exiles, managers, and firefighters. That's an interesting party. Yeah, and exiles are the sensitive open parts that lead to playfulness and creativity. Why are those the exiles? Because those same parts make us vulnerable and attention-seeking. As infants, those were our primary qualities. But somewhere along the way, we got the message that we should suppress those parts. Why does that happen? Sometimes it's because there's a fear that unconditional love will make the child soft. Other times, it's because of life events in our caregivers' lives that they have no control over, like losing their job. These events can diminish their capacity to love. It's also unfortunate that modern society is designed for competition and not vulnerability. So it's everyone's fault. Pretty much. Which brings up the next category, managers. Their fear is of being overwhelmed by pain or shame. So they protect our exiles and try to control everything. How did they do that? By changing the world to become more predictable. They take on common roles like the critic, pessimist, caregiver, victim, and self-imitator. What's a self-imitator? It's when you keep an image of having it together, but really your heart isn't open. Like a Dilbert manager. Exactly. And then there's firefighters. They're the reactive, impulsive parts that are also trying to protect the exiles, but they do it by distracting us. With what? You name it. Work, food, nicotine, alcohol, gambling. Basically anything that can lead to addiction. So all the fun things. Sometimes, firefighters can also be sudden pains and illnesses. What? Who gets sick as a distraction? Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. On another note though, the author points out that a large segment of the modern economy caters to the firefighter parts of ourselves. He predicts that the economy would collapse if we all got our managers, firefighters, and exiles to get along. Give them all guacamole. That, and have compassion for all of them. Managers and firefighters are overburdened, while exiles are tired of being hidden away. So the idea is spending some time with all of them and have them get to know each other. You sound crazier and crazier. Yeah. If we end up with more podcast voices, we should be worried. Okay, one last quote that's from Wordsworth. If we could read the secret history of our enemies, we should find in each man's life sorrow and suffering enough to disarm all hostility. What's that got to do with anything we just talked about? I think it's the idea that when people treat us poorly, it's because they're suffering. Their parts aren't getting along. Hurt people hurt people. Pretty much. They say keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Since we're the closest, that means we're our own worst enemy. Well, you're definitely killing me with these jokes. How come I'm my own worst enemy? Why can't I be the best? Stop. Not to be a racist, but I feel like the natural enemies of the Klingons shouldn't be humans. It should be the Teflons. How many of these do you have? Last one. A knight and his men return to their castle after a long hard day of fighting. How are we faring? asks the king.
Sire, replies the knight, I have been robbing and pillaging on your behalf all day, burning the towns of your enemies in the west. What? shrieks the king. I have no enemies to the west. Oh, says the knight. Well, you do now. 